Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to Caterpillars Beyond the Iron Podcast. I'm your host, Rusty Dunn. We are in the year 2022. It is a new year and hope everyone's doing well. And I got to tell you, if there ever was a uh, friend of the show, a uh, frequent contributor to the podcast in terms of the topic that we're talking about today, it is my good friend and colleague, Justin Ganshaw, Business Development Manager for Caterpillar Safety Services. Justin, how are you doing? It's been a while since we talked. Well, I am doing great, and it is such an honor and a privilege to be back here on the show with you, and uh, just a privilege to be here. Thank you. Thank you, and and I'll tell you, we I know we've talked several times uh, outside of the podcast as well in terms of uh, the safety topic, and and I love to have conversations about the work you're doing on behalf of Caterpillar Safety Services. And I know you're on the road a lot, so I'm, I'm, I think it's a privilege that we've got you captured here sitting down to talk with the podcast for a few minutes because uh, we're interested in knowing what um, you're hearing from the industry, what your message is to them, the focus on worker safety, and what better way to kick off the year. Our, our Caterpillar chairman and CEO, Jim Umpleby, recently offered some remarks to our organization, and he said it, having yeah, I mean, care you, there's nothing more important than caring uh, for your own safety and health and those around you. It's one of the most important things we can do for each other. So, you know, whether you're at work or we're at home, wherever we may be, safety and health are priority one. That's paramount, especially as the, the, the pandemic continues to affect so many of us worldwide. And Justin, do you, don't you think, isn't it interesting that question I'm sure you've heard a lot since just the start of the pandemic, the, the last 20, 24 months, do you, know, do you feel safe or how do I remain safe at, at work, at home, or my kids if they're, if they're going to school? It's just been top of mind for everybody, has it? It has, and it has certainly elevated an awareness of not just physical safety from the hazards that we're used to thinking about in the workplace or on job sites, but it's also about health and so it's the physical health but there's a bigger component at play and that is mental health and i have the the privilege the honor to represent caterpillar at all these industry conferences and in the the heaviest conference season is right now it's the kickoff of the year our customers are out there they want to learn best practices they want to know what's new from a technology standpoint but also what is everyone else talking about and the things that keep coming to the surface are the total worker wellness. It's so much more than just managing physical hazards on, on work sites. Now it, it's gotten much broader because of all the anxiety, all the, the tension that we're all experiencing that we don't just leave at home. We bring that into the workplace and it makes us subject to other safety risks. When our mind is focused on something else, then we may not be as aware of the hazards that are around us just because of the way that we're wired. This is really an exercise in being proactive versus reactive. It, you know, am I sort of hearing you, Justin, talk about um, with the industry how to become a forward-thinking organization? I mean, this We're not just ticking off uh, ticking off boxes here, but you part of your message, I assume, this is about total employee engagement, operational excellence, and then ultimately uh, a competitive advantage, yes? Absolutely, because one of the other struggles that our, our customers are having is finding enough workers 
and retaining workers. And if we are, if we have a revolving door of new employees coming in, it's hard to establish and sustain a strong positive safety culture because you've always got new people that are bringing their own workplace safety baggage with them and their ideas and attitudes about what's acceptable. So that's that's hard to do. So we have to be intentional about focusing on the whole person. And so mental health is a big part of it. The other thing is this concept of psychological safety that I hear about a lot in a lot of companies, that especially the progressive companies are focusing on. And psychological safety is not something that's new. That, that term actually came up in the 1950s, but then became more popular in the 90s. And there's a psychologist named Amy Edmondson. She's a professor at the Harvard Business School. And she spent 30 years working on this concept of psychological safety. And what it is, it's really uh, employees, members of a team feeling safe to be their true selves within a group, within a team, um, being able to speak their mind, to, to bring up problems and issues within an organization, mistakes that they've made, try new things, innovate. That's this idea of psychological safety. And when people feel psychologically safe within a team, they're more likely to stay in that team. They're more likely to be engaged. But if not, if they don't feel seen, they don't feel heard, they don't feel that their opinion matters, they're more likely to leave. So we've got these, these revolving themes of mental wellness and psychological safety that keep rising to the surface in, in not just the construction industry or manufacturing industry, it's happening everywhere. And I think part of it is a result of what we've all lived through in the past going yeah. on three years. Yeah. And as you're as you're describing that, these are all things that, you know, I and I'm sure others and my co-workers have 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 gone through. And these are our thought processes as well. Who are the groups that you go and and speak with or who are the people in the industry, Justin, that you're connecting with? Are these folks who own their own uh, businesses, construction companies, um, industry officials? When you're going out there and you're talking about these important topics, who are you speaking to? Well, it's a number of industries, first and foremost, a lot of construction, quarry and aggregate, mining, manufacturing, utilities, and the folks that are attending those, it's it's really specific to that conference, but it could be CEOs, owners of the companies, their top operating officers, uh, could be managers of production. Some of them are focused for safety directors, safety professionals, HR, those that are managing the day-to-day -day technical side of safety. So it depends on the conference, but sometimes it's a blend and it's just a construction conference or it's a manufacturing conference. So there's people that are responsible for different things within the organization, but they tend to all be now focused on these things that are, are keep bubbling to the surface that are impacting their uh, their efficiency, their engagement, their ability to retain employees, to be profitable and productive. Let me ask you this and to see if this is a question. I hope this isn't a crazy question, but if I'm a business owner, I own a, a construction company, um, large number of employees, uh, a big fleet of, of Caterpillar machines, and I might say to you, Justin, look, we we take risks every day. We take risks when we leave our house and get in our car or get on an airplane. Um, I go out onto a job site. I get it. Um, is there such a thing as an acceptable risk in 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 that realm? And maybe we're speaking on 
um, in a professional setting or on a job site um, in your daily job? Is there acceptable risk? Um, or, or do you couch it more in terms of man it managing <laughs> managing the risk? It is. And a lot of these conferences I go to are about managing risk because there's risk in everything we do. Like you said, you get up and you put your shoes on, you walk out the door, you get in your car, you are taking a calculated risk driving from your house to work, right? If we took every risk out of every um, operation in every company, then we probably wouldn't be able to do the work that we do. And so our job as uh, people that are working in operations, people that are managing safety, that are leading production, we are taking managed risks every day. And so our job in the safety profession is always to figure out what is the risk? Can we eliminate the risk? Can we engineer it out of the process? If we can't, what are the steps that we can take to reduce that risk to an acceptable level so that we can still do the work, get the job done, but also do it without putting people's lives at stake? Is part of your mission with Caterpillar Safety Services, Justin, presenting a, a sort of a program or tactical activities that uh, are well, our listeners listening to this, but people you talk to in these conferences and, and, and organizations, companies, things that they can do in their workplace and, and personal life um, to, to stay safe from these hazards, both physical and psychological. I assume Caterpillar Safety Services has has a has a pretty good array of, of things that people can do. Absolutely. Our expertise is helping organizations improve culture, safety culture, developing stronger safety leadership behaviors, leading them through change management. And one of the ways we do that is help helping them to what we say, what we call operationalize safety. Because just about every company out there, they have a suite of safety activities that are part of their safety management system. How do they go through the day? Whether it's starting each day with a toolbox talk or a job safety briefing, maybe it's the way that they do inspections out there in the factory or the job site, um, job hazard analysis before they start to work to identify and mitigate hazards. And every, everyone's got those, but where they tend to differ is in the effectiveness of those activities if they don't have a strong mechanism of accountability around it. So our definition of that is everyone's got clearly defined roles from the frontline laborer to their foreman, superintendent, all the way up to the operations leader. So they know what to do. They've been provided with training and resources so they know how to do it and how to do it well. Somebody in leadership is going to measure that it got done with quality, and then they're going to get feedback. They're going to get recognized for their proactive contributions to safety rather than just celebrating that we didn't have any injuries at the end of the month. So it's taking an active role in achieving those safety results rather than just saying, hey, go out there and be safe today. Now, this may depend whether you're talking to a, a CEO or a, a machine operator, but is there one question or is there sort of a common a question or theme that pops up that you are asked by someone frequently when it comes to some of what you're talking about here? And that may make a difference whether you're on a job site or you're asking the question from someone in the C-suite. I know that's yeah. sort of a loaded, loaded question, maybe. Well, I, I think something that comes up a lot is, hey, we're focusing on safety so much. Is there such a thing as having too much safety? And 
I think the the tension there is that we want to do more. We feel like we need to continuously raise the bar on safety. So we add more and more safety activities, more you know, uh, signage and banners and more layers of personal protective equipment on our workers. And we put more on the shoulders of that frontline supervisor, but it may not be that those things are all effective. They may not all be driving the results that you want. And it's not until we take into consideration the voice of those end users, the frontline employees and their supervisors and the mid-level managers that should be holding the supervisors accountable, do we get the right activities. So it's not it's not always that more is better. Sometimes it's having fewer activities that are more valued in the eyes of the workers that are actually driving the results. And so a lot of the work we do is around employee involvement, getting those frontline workers to work with their supervisors and managers and top leaders with the safety professionals to build those activities that are most meaningful to everybody that we are then measuring through up and down the org chart and giving recognition for. That is operationalizing safety. You know, it, boy, you make such a great point. I, that would be a question that I would have never um, thought that would be asked. Yeah, could there be too much safety? But as you put it in that context, I, I understand. Um, and pandemic or not, um, safety is not, you're right. It's not that nice to do. You you have to do, you want to do. And as you go out and talk about these um, topics, safety topics and issues. What's your year ahead look like, Justin? I know, again, I'm glad we've got you sitting down for a few minutes, but I know you're off and running already in the new year. But is there a, a specific um, goal or theme for you this year? Or really, you're trying to get in, a, in front of as many people and organizations and companies as you can this year? What's really exciting as a safety consulting business is that we have never been busier. And that means that while all of the industries we serve have been really busy focusing on keeping workers safe through the pandemic with testing and quarantining and all of that stuff that had to be done to manage the physical wellness of people on the job sites, it hasn't slowed down their focus on leadership development because when we develop strong safety leaders, it flows down from the top of the organization to the front line. So we have never had as much of a demand for our services as we have had over the past couple of years. So our team is growing, it's expanding, uh, and we are now moving towards a new offering, which is in that psychological safety space. And that goes beyond safety. It's really about connectedness within teams. It's about understanding the individuals that we work with as individuals that are unique in their own abilities, their own skill sets, uh, but also as a team, how do we function better and helping companies and organizations grow in that space. So we're super busy. I've got stuff lined up all over the world. Um, it's just, it's a really exciting time to be in the safety and leadership consulting space. And Caterpillar, yeah, our brand recognition gets us in, in doors that would otherwise probably not be open to us. It, that is exciting to hear and to hear the enthusiasm um, in, in your voice is, it, it really gets you pumped. And and before we, we, leave, we leave you, is there any one message or one thing you'd want to tell people out who may be listening to this saying, what is it I can do um, for as an individual or for my family or for my company? Is there one message for, for them you might have, or maybe more importantly, can they contact you or contact the Caterpillar Safety Services organization to, to have a, a, a larger conversation there? 
Yeah, I, I think the one message that I would convey is that if you're struggling right now, you're not alone. A lot of people are struggling and it takes courage. You got to be vulnerable to speak up, to, to reach out to those people that you trust and have that conversation um, because everybody is looking for help right now. Um, so that's, that's the biggest message and the thing that I hear everywhere. And it's not just your frontline workers that are struggling. It's your safety professionals who have been through things they never would imagine would have been part of their career. They're struggling. Uh, it could be leaders. I, I mean, parents are struggling, right? Everybody's yeah. struggling. So I, I think that would be the one thing is that you're not alone, reach out, have the conversation. Uh, and the other thing I would, I would suggest is that if you want to get in touch with my team and learn more about what we're doing and see how we can help your own company or your own organization is at www.cat.com slash safety. Well said, my friend. And, and you're right. No one's alone. There's no reason for you to, I'm going to tough this out by myself. Um, there's plenty of help available, a lot of resources, and you're one of those key folks who are helping make that happen uh, on behalf of Caterpillar and Caterpillar Safety Services. So I wish you nothing but the best as the year goes forward, Justin, and this won't be the last time that we speak. I promise you. Thanks so much, Rusty. Great to be here. All right. Thank you. We appreciate all of you out there spending some time with us uh, on the Beyond the Iron podcast. More conversations to come. It's going to be a great year. So on behalf of our Beyond the Iron podcast producer, Steve Cook, I'm Rusty Dunn, your host. We'll see you next time.